16. 17. 18. 19. 20. 20! <laughs> Huzzah! We made it this far. <laughs> we didn't get canceled. <laughs> Yay! Season mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello. Everybody, you are listening to Limited Playtime, the board game podcast where we bring you board game reviews in 30 minutes or less. Or the next episode is free. But not today. <laughs> I am Kyle Bolin. And I'm Jason Cavallari. And we are bringing you our very special 20th episode Ooh, today. Did you think we would make it this far? I, yes. <laughs> oh, you're an optimist. <laughs> I had 100% confidence in us to do 20 episodes that we decided to do ourselves and nobody told us not to so why not why not this is one of our tens on the tens episode we decided a while 10 episodes ago that we would indulge ourselves and allow ourselves to do top 10 lists on all of our 10th list our our 10th episodes and today just happens to coincide with the recent convention in indianapolis the gen con convention i guess that's kind of redundant isn't it Gen, <laughs> Gen Con. Con convention. Yeah, right. it's the Geneva Convention convention. Right, but not in, that Geneva convention. In Indianapolis! <laughs> we went to Gen Con last weekend, and we had a heck of a time, and now we've decided to bring you our top ten joys of Gen Con. This is a top ten list that Jason and I have agreed on uh, for the podcast. This is the limited playtime top ten list. Not a Jason list, not a Kyle list. The limited playtime top ten joys of Gen Con. Yes, we speak with one voice. That's right. This time. <laughs> this time. Yeah, this time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Okay. This could be this could be just about anything. Could be uh, we're talking about games. We're talking about stuff that happens at the con. We're talking about just the milieu of the con. And so these are the top ten things that we feel are the most meaningful, impactful, joyous to us, uh, and the things that we would try to uh, tell you about to encourage you to maybe come to the convention next year and have a heck of a time with us in 2019. Absolutely, that's right. All right, Jason, you want to start us off at number ten? Sure. So, number 10 is the Lucas Oil Annex. Now, Ooh. if you don't know... <laughs> an annex! Uh, the, an annex, I know. It sounds it sounds like not that exciting, but uh, <laughs> trust me, it, it, it's kind of cool. Um, so, if you don't know, Gen Con is mostly held in and around the Indianapolis Convention Center, which is a huge complex um, in the middle of the city and uh, a bunch of connected hotels. Um they also have this thing in the Lucas Oil Annex. The Lucas Oil Stadium uh, is sort of down the road from the ICC. It's like right um, behind it. Yeah. And we've, you know, I've been going to this for the past, whatever, three three years, four years, this, something this like that. This was your third year, yeah. Yeah. And Kyle's been going for like the last nine years, and neither one of us has ever even really thought about wanting to go there. Like, why would we want to walk down the street, especially in August in Indianapolis? Um, to go to this place. Um, but the, one of the friends we went with this year uh, wanted to do an event there, and we sort of, in an effort to uh, not completely take over the whole schedule, we, we threw him a bone and we're like, okay, we'll do this thing. Um, and so we went. Yes, we did. Yes. It was kind of a, we were, we were like kind of mopey. Oh, I don't want to walk all the way over there. Oh, it's hot out. Oh, we just want to stay in the convention and play games, whatever. And we kind of, we did the walk. 
Yeah, it was miserable. But when we got there, you know, it's this massive – it's where the Colts play. You know, like it is a football stadium, an indoor football stadium. And all of the gaming was happening on the football field, which is kind of cool already. You walk in and you can just kind of like look over this grand tapestry of gaming happening below you. And then when you get down there, it's just this much more low-key gaming convention happening, kind of like, you know – as an annex to the real convention. And so it just had this sort of feel to it of being this smaller convention that was much less overstimulating. Um, uh, just like it was a nicer, relaxing time for us after having spent like three full days in the ICC and in the really busy hotels and just being kind of like bombarded with gaming and bombarded with convention stuff. And then while we were there, we happened to play a pretty cool video game. Uh, what was it called? Uh, Artemis Bridge Simulator. Artemis Bridge Simulator, where we were basically all Star Trek people, and we ran a Star Trek bridge. <laughs> right, we, yeah. Yeah, and we I, started out I, terrible, and we got real good, and that was cool. We did get real good. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't terribly thrilled about the prospect, but after we did it for an hour, I was actually really happy that we did it, not only yeah. because it was enjoyable, but also because I didn't realize that I sort of needed a break from yes. all the other gaming we were doing to do something different. <laughs> Yes, yes. A- a- by Saturday night, the break was definitely something we needed, didn't know we wanted or needed, and it was definitely welcome once we had it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was a good time. So the very first thing we bring you is a non-gaming thing for our gaming podcast. I guess it was still gaming, not board gaming. So, Well, we gamed there. <laughs> we did game there, yeah. I think we'll probably return there next year, too. If not for the Artemis Bridge simula- Simulator, we'll probably look for some sort of event there that we want to yeah. do just to kind of step away for a minute but still do something. Yeah, and you mentioned that it also seemed like that's where the um, the game library is. Yeah, that was where the board game library was. It used to be in the Indiana- the Indianapolis Convention Center, which we refer to as the ICC. So if I ever refer to the ICC, I mean the Indianapolis Convention Center, not Ice Crown Crown Citadel. Citadel. (laughs) Or whatever else your other ICC abbreviation may be. Uh, But yeah, they moved it from there to to the annex, and it looked like not crazy busy. Like, when it was in the ICC, there'd always be this huge waiting line for getting in. It could take hours before you actually got in. And it kind of looked like you could just walk up with some generic tickets if you wanted to this year. So we should definitely check that out in the future. Yeah. All right, number nine, all that cosplay. <laughs> this may come yes. as a shock to you, but there are people in cosplay walking around the convention. Space Marines, anime characters, characters from video games. Oh, yeah, lots of anime characters. Yeah, just some random, like, you know, monsters or demons or whatever, too. I don't even know if they came from anything. That guy we got yeah. in the elevator with, with the crazy bone demon mask. Mm-hmm. Was he a thing? I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> but it was cool. Yeah. yeah I had people from TV shows, cartoons. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I, I felt like this year there wasn't anything that, like, stood out as, like, amazing to me like there has been in some of the years past. But I feel like when you're at Gen Con, probably any convention like this, the cosplay just being in and around you constantly is just – it really adds to the whole milieu of the thing. And just there's always something interesting to see no matter what direction you look at. And that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I think this year the most impressive one I saw was um, somebody dressed as Mercy from Overwatch. Was it the Witch Mercy? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. That was pretty good. It was yeah, very, it was very good. good. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm not the kind of person that would sit there and watch like the cosplay, uh, cosplay parade, but... Um, you know, as you're walking around going from event to event or just, uh, you know, walking around on the show floor, it's pretty cool to have this constant low level, uh, presence of people excited enough to wear these really elaborate costumes. Yes. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, I have watched the parade before, and it can be cool. It can be very entertaining because all of the cosplay people are on, like, you know, they're, they're at their top game right now with, like, their performing and character and everything. And so it can be very entertaining when, like, four Deadpools come up in front of you and are dancing <laughs> together and everything, you know. Yeah. Um, but I noticed a lot of Spider-Man this year. Yeah, it looked like the Deadpool craze had turned into Spider-Man somehow and that the Spider-Men were doing the crazy weird things that the Deadpools used to do. Yeah, it was a little strange. It was very bizarre. Yeah, but anyway, it, it, it's a cool thing. Um, the parade can be worth watching if you're interested in that. And even if you're not, like, just being in and around it is always entertaining. Yeah, totally. And kids, whatever kids are there, seem to absolutely adore it. I love... So my favorites are always kids dressed up in cosplay. So uh, that's <laughs> that's always so my favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Jason, what's number right. eight? Number eight uh, is late night gaming in the big ballroom. There's a big ballroom in the JW Marriott, and that is where you can open game any time of day, any time of night. Yeah, they have these huge tables that are just set up and empty, and anybody can just come in and grab a spot. They're barely empty. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it it's pretty on how packed it is, in but... there. <laughs> yeah, but even, you know, at like 2 a.m., like there's a sizable amount of people there. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, we, we went up there two of the nights that we were there and set up a couple of games that we had bought at the convention or that we brought to the convention to mm-hmm. play. Uh, yeah. And we had a couple of our favorite experiences there. Uh, we were setting up a new game that Jason picked up called Mask of the Red Death by IDW Games. Uh, and as we were setting it up, uh, a random stranger just walked up and said, hey, we just played this last night. Would you like me to teach it to you? And we were like, absolutely, random stranger. Yeah. <laughs> it was very helpful and very cool. He was very nice, very cool. And he got us going uh, definitely faster than we would have got going on our own. So yeah, you know, it was totally. super appreciated. And, and that just it just kind of felt like that was the, the general like mood of the place was just this sort of like you know camaraderie and gaming like everybody's friends sort of thing like we had a few people Mm -hmm. walk by and just ask if we had room at our table which of course we were full on the games that they asked us about so we had to turn them away but it kind of felt like you could just go and do some pickup gaming there if you wanted to there would be just random cheering that just occurred yeah we think the they were cheering for people that may have won their respective games what we, that's all we could really figure like the first time I, the, the applause broke out i was looking around for somebody on knee to like you know be proposing to another person uh and i i couldn't find it so i that's when we started assuming that well maybe they're just cheering for somebody that won a game and then everybody just breaks into applause yeah yeah um, I, it kept happening i assume that's what it was yeah but it, it was just a very cool environment to play some games with your friends in rather than you know the the scheduled games that we would play at the convention yeah um and you know we really enjoyed it and it also invites some crazy decision making like when we decide to start playing a feast for odin at midnight yeah we had some people tell us that we were making big mistakes but we did it we got through <laughs> it and we had a blast damn we it we did and it only took like two hours I don't yeah know what so about. by 2 a.m we were fine <laughs> yeah no big deal <laughs> No problem. Nothing like a heavy Euro at 1 a.m. <laughs> at least for you and me, Phil seemed, <laughs> Phil seemed kind of... Yeah, well, you know. Although, to be honest, sometimes... He, he knew like what he signed regularly. up for. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on okay. to number seven. Number seven for us, one of our top ten joys of Gen Con. Our seventh is bad gaming demos. <laughs> This may sound confusing to you, considering that we could describe them as bad. (laughs) Yes. Well, yeah. So I think there's a couple layers here. One is sometimes we sign up for gaming demos for games that we've heard about. They sound interesting. Maybe they look interesting. For whatever reason. Or they're by designers we like. Yeah. For whatever reason, you might get interested in a game before you've actually seen it or played it up close. Uh, We will sit down on the exposition hall, at the exhibit hall, and try these out. Or we'll sign up for actual demos of them when we're signing up for our events. And sometimes they're huge duds. 
or sometimes they're aggressively bad. Mm -hmm. And in those cases, it's really good to know that we shouldn't make a purchase in that case. (laughs) Yeah, it is very useful in those cases. Yeah, so having a bad gaming demo can be almost as useful as a good gaming demo if you have a little bit of impulse control like Jason and I do and might just sign up for something sight unseen sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think the other part of this is that, uh, you know, one of the things that comes out of a bad gaming demo experience mm-hmm. is sometimes they're the ones that we talk about the most just because yes. they were so horrible. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there are some so. good stories that come out of a bad gaming demo, even if they're self-deprecating, like the time we played Evil High Priest and you came away from a two-hour game with zero points. Zero points! <laughs> on a scale of zero to, like, 46 within our gaming group, you were the zero. <laughs> yeah. And I was I'm the ten, I that. think. Like, we both did abysmal. Um, yeah. But and game it was, was a, like getting kicked in the nuts for two hours. We did not have fun there. It no. was not a good game for us. Uh, but we came away from it being able to be like, you know, in the moment, very angry, which can be entertaining. And later on, just self-deprecating. And, you know, um, there's some um, solidarity in our hatred for that game for Gen yeah, Con, yeah. which feels good. Now, sometimes the game itself doesn't have to be a bad game, mm-hmm. but the demo experience is, wasn't great. And that which, can be equally as entertaining. Yeah, which was closer to my experience with Nemo's War, a game I've been trying to get into forever. And we finally got into this year. And we happened to have a teacher who was tasked with teaching three different groups of three to four people how to play Nemo's War simultaneously. And he had only been taught how to play it by sitting in the back of a room, watching another guy learn how to play it from a designer and being unable to ask any questions. <laughs> and he kept saying, we weren't allowed to ask questions. Yeah, he was running his hands through his hair. He just looked like he was having the worst night of his life. <laughs> and he kept making these sort of like noises and groans and stuff like tweak from South Park. Like yeah, it was exactly one of the most entertaining things about the con was watching this poor guy struggle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the game itself might have, I mean, it wasn't my cup of tea, but Kyle certainly enjoyed I liked it. it. And, yeah, uh, I think it's cool. But the demo was not great. <laughs> yeah. But made for interesting stories. And we were cracking up laughing on the way home. Yeah. Or back to our hotel. <laughs> All right. Jason, All right. number six. Yeah. Number six. Number six is the other side of the coin. Good game demos. Heck yeah. We love playing good games. <laughs> we do. Yeah. So this is the opposite of that. We will play a game and we'll say, hey, that was actually way cooler than I thought. Maybe I should pick this up or, you know, maybe this is something I should look for during the next sale or something like that, you know? Yeah. I like trying games that uh, aren't even out yet just to sort mm-hmm. of get a flavor of what's coming down the line. Yeah. We got uh, our hands so... on a couple of those. We got our hands on Orbis. Yeah. Orbis was the one I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Which was cool, I guess. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was a pretty decent game. I thought that mechanically it was really cool, but the uh, the color issues oh, the in it were too. a little bit too much for me. So that was a problem, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, we, we had a we had a. You also had not as good of an experience with Whistle Stop, but I really thought that mechanically it was an interesting game. But again, I had trouble with the colors in the game, and I won't be making a purchase there just because it's basically unplayable for me. Yeah, um, that, that was also sort of a bad game demo in the sense that the guy teaching yeah, didn't really know, the, know yeah, how to play the game. Yeah, yeah. But, but actually playing the game was pretty fun, but that you know was also partially because of one of the things higher up on our list, so we'll right, get yeah. eventually. <laughs> what were some of the other good, demo, good uh, game demos we had? Unearth was a good game. Unearth demo. was good, yeah. We, I didn't know anything about that going in, but uh, that, that's definitely something that I would pick up. Uh, I believe that it's a pretty, it's a light to medium weight, definitely more on the lightweight side of uh, sort of a Euro-type game, um, like set collection and stuff. And mm-hmm. it, it, it was very cool. Played very easily, played pretty fast, but there was still some satisfying strategy to it. Yeah. And then there were some game demos that sort of fell in the middle for me, like Aeon's End. 
Yeah, I think that one we're just a little bit unsure of because we had a pretty uh, – we got destroyed by that game in a way we that we seldom get destroyed by any sort of co-op game. Uh, and, and it seemed just like oppressive how hard it was. It and was like Arkham Horror at its worst. Yeah, yeah. Or even worse, the Arkham Horror card game at its worst. <laughs> um, and, and we were told by the guy running the game that they picked this one to sort of like, I don't know, just throw you into the deep end. Mm-hmm. To tell you, kind of just teach you how the game is or whatever, and so he said that there are other scenarios that are not quite as punishing as the one we were playing, which is just so odd that they would choose that for like a beginner's demo at a at a board game convention. But yeah, I don't know. That might be an interesting game if we tried it again. Who knows? Yeah, aside from the difficulty, I didn't really think it was a bad game. Yeah, unfortunately, this year wasn't our best year for coming away from good having like a plethora of good gaming demos. We've had better yeah. years in the past. Yeah. Um, for example, but, Cthulhu Wars, our very yeah. first episode. Absolutely, yeah. Demo. Or last year we tried out um, the pirate game that I always forget the oh, name yeah. of. Uh, Rum and Bones. Rum and Bones, second tide. Yeah, that's the one we played last year and we came away just... That was our game of the show last year. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes th- th- these can be home runs. This year was pretty middle of the road. So, this year the good game demos is sitting at six. Number five, however, is RPGs, role-playing <laughs> games. Uh, we did two of those this year. We skipped one so that we'd have a little time to take some some lunch breaks and maybe check out the exhibit hall. Uh, but this year we played two RPGs. One was called Saturday Morning Hero, run by Infinite Imaginations. That was the first thing we did at the show, where everybody played some sort of like Saturday morning cartoon hero, like Space Ghost or lion or He-Man. I was playing Korra, the Avatar. Um, I was He-Man. You were He-Man. <laughs> I fought for He-Man for you before the game even began. I know you did. Yes. I, that. I knew you wanted it. <laughs> um, you know, I think we had a pretty good time with that. You know, you, that was definitely your preferred RPG. You got to play yeah. He-Man. You got to throw a mountain. I threw an effing mountain. He did. And he got away with it, and he basically creamed, like, two of the big bads we had to fight at the end of the, the game all the, at once. The end of this, the story we were playing was this huge... Like, all-out battle between, like, all the heroes that were, you know, played by the players and then their various associates from the uh, from the, the different cartoons that they were in, plus all the baddies that had somehow aligned, although part of that was my fault. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then there was just so much going on. I was like, what the heck can I do? And He-Man, being the strongest man in the universe, I was like, he's going to throw a mountain. And he did. <laughs> and he did. He did it well. Yeah, playing Korra was cool too. Was you know, I, I enjoyed going into the Avatar state and just like you know wrecking stuff. It was really cool playing with her powers. Uh, towards the end of the game, I was taking, I was up against a, like sort of a Doctor Octopus like um villain, and I basically like used my metal bending powers to like wrap him up in his own tentacles while simultaneously like drilling him with a tornado full of rocks. Um, <laughs> so that was awesome. You know, like it was a fun thing to play with. And then we also played a game called Demon Hunters, which uses the Fate system, um, which is a very sort of like loose. Uh, heavy on roleplay, heavy on, like, moving the story forward, uh, like, you know, like, light on mechanics sort of system that I really enjoy at the convention. Um, and we I play... enjoy the system. I like Fate a lot. Yeah, Fate is really good. It's it's a, it's a it's good for fun games. You know, games very heavy on, like, like lightheartedness and, and moving quickly and having a lot of fun with the roleplaying part, which is what Demon Hunters is about because it's more of a comedy. It's, a, it's called a comedy yeah. of terrors, I believe. Yeah. Um, which is like a, it's sort of like set in a um, sort of futuristic, spooky, like horror elements mixed with like high tech elements and comedy, basically, you know, like a slapstick version of, I don't know. Like the thing that always comes to me is that Ghostbusters cartoon that wasn't the Ghostbusters oh, from yeah. the movies, you know? Yeah. Um, 
But you, there's always some crazy mystery that involves Draculas or, you know, like ghosts or whatever. And, <laughs> and we did one last year. We did one this year where we had to go deliver a pizza and a yak <laughs> to, to a haunted house where a little boy answered the door. And we had to figure out what was going on with this little boy because he said he needed rescued. And it turned out he was maybe a human sacrifice. And so we had to fight a Dracula and a bunch of other Draculas. And, and we fought the Dracula with accounting. The main Dracula, yes. We definitely delayed him with a bunch of accounting problems. So yeah. that was interesting. <laughs> um, and I got to throw a yak though. and turn it into hamburger. And we fought a bunch of zombies. It turned out to be real people. So that we felt a little bad about that. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and in the end, we fought a mummy just like in that movie uh, Monster Squad. So that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm not usually an RPG person. I mean, I enjoy playing them, but uh, this is one of the things I really like about Gen Con is that, you know, the, the games are relatively compact. I mean, four hours can be a bit of a stretch sometimes, but, um, you know, they're over in an afternoon and uh, it's usually a pretty fun time. Yeah. The nice thing about Demon Hunters especially is that it's a little shorter. I think it was like a two and a half, three hour. Yeah, RPG, yeah that was like a three so, hour game. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I think, the perfect length for a Gen Con RPG. Mm hmm. Or at least yeah. for us, anyway. I mean, you know, we're we're we have short attention spans. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Phil so, seems to really get into it. He does. Yeah, I, I appreciate his enthusiasm when we get into those things. Yeah, I'm uh, actually sometimes surprised at like how creative he gets with that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jason. What's next? All right. So we're at number four, and number, number four, four is the exhibit hall. The exhibit hall. Yay! It's I hmm. <laughs> I'm looking at the rest of the list here, and it's like the last sort of tangible thing on the list. Right, yeah. Because I was yeah, about to say, I'm kind of surprised this isn't our number one, because you and I love shopping for board games. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, we love walking around and looking at all of those wonderful toys, all that shiny stuff, all that cardboard, all that wood. Mm -mm -mm. I know. All these board game companies that have, like, huge displays. And, oh, yeah. You know, they have you know, things that are done up really elaborately, and... Sometimes you can even, like, meet and talk to the designers of the game. Sometimes accidentally. Yeah, just, yeah, like you didn't know, but later on you found out that they were, and you're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I walked up to Patrick Letter from Letter Games, and I was like, hey, what's going on with this Root game? And he started describing it to me, and then I looked at his badge, and I'm like, oh, it's Patrick <laughs> Letter. Like, oh, he is the publisher the of the game. <laughs> yeah. he, desi he designed Vast, a different guy, uh, designed oh, yeah. Root, but he's, he's you know, the, the, the I guess the owner or whatever of, of Letter Games, so he would be its publisher. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the designer of Vast a game that I am sort of a big fan of so <laughs> <laughs> I also like the opportunity to like um, you know just sort of ask because the people there are usually pretty knowledgeable about the games that they're selling and just to sort of say hey like I heard that this game is a lot like this game and this other game can you tell me how it's different and they can usually explain pretty uh, straightforwardly like you know what's different about this game you know why, why I should be interested in it yeah, I like walking around the con and just seeing either like games or accessories or something that I didn't know existed or didn't know I needed or wanted. And then just like having this like grand discovery as I just comb the exhibit hall floor. I love that, yeah. too. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, there's so much to enjoy about that. If you're really into any of these hobbies, role playing games, um, board games, um, anything tabletop wargaming. And then in addition to that, they've got all kinds of stuff that's just sort of like tangentially related, like, you know, like nerd T-shirts and Goku statues. Yeah, and yeah like little there's a whole and... there's a whole section just for the artists where they have like their art for sale and you can go get it signed by them and stuff like that. You know, authors and things like that are there showing off their stuff. Oh, yeah. Like I, I, uh, I met one of the authors that I actually remember really liking from a being a kid, Margaret yeah. Weiss. Cool. Uh, she was there. <laughs> I was like, oh, hi. I read your books when I was in high school. 
there's a uh, a costumer called Pendragon. I think there's more than one costumer that's there, uh, and that's where I bought my doublet for the Renaissance Fair I usually go to <laughs> in the fall. So there's all kinds of stuff you can get there: foam weapons for actual like you know foam weapon fighting, LARPing, whatever. It's all there. It's a massive, massive exhibit hall, and it's just filled with all kinds of nerd stuff. That's where we did a bunch of the demos that we did for games. You can actually sit down and play full games of things there if you can get in. Which yeah, often and you passersby can. just sort of stop and watch. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, definitely, definitely something that I think we go to that convention for. One of our number one things we go there for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Number three. Number three is single serving friends, which yes, we stole from Fight Club, but it is so <laughs> fitting. Uh, this is referring to the people that we meet when we sit down to play a game who we never talk to again. So <laughs> we have, we usually have several, uh, uh games a year where we sit down and we just you know for two or three hours really bond with some of these people you know like like it feels like you're sitting down very quickly like with some of your longtime friends the way that you're joking around with these people and enjoying a game together and bouncing back and forth the humor that's going on across the table um and we had that experience with a couple i'm not sure if they were necessarily a couple but they were they were definitely at the game show together uh named mike and shazia and um, shout out to mike and shazia hell yeah if you (laughs) managed to run across this podcast you were awesome thanks for gaming with us we whistle stop forever (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Choo-choo, full steam ahead. Um, So that was awesome. They had fantastic senses of humor. We were like, you know, just like in tears laughing the entire time we were playing Whistle Stop, even though the demo wasn't the greatest, even though the game had some issues for me. And I think even Phil was saying the colors were bad for him. Yeah. Um, No, they definitely made the the experience of the game much better. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal two hours because they were so much fun. Um, You know, we had a great... Uh, a great time at Demon Hunters because the people at our table were really uh, enjoyable. Uh, we had a pretty cool guy playing Aeon's, Aeon's, I always want to say Aeon Flux, Aeon's <laughs> End with us named Greg. Yeah, Greg. He was awesome. Um, so, you know, we just had a great time meeting cool new people, having a great time laughing and, you know, making fun of these games or enjoying oh, these games. And, talking uh, about how shout badass out to these Heather. Heather, Heather from was, Demon Hunters. Yep, Heather from Demon Hunters was awesome. Yeah. I didn't catch the guy's name across the table that was doing the accounting stuff with Dracula, but he was rad too. Oh yeah, he's the one that was that was like, oh, I have to leave now. <laughs> yeah, he did. He had to bail. <laughs> yeah. uh, he did it. He did it uh, with some flair, though. So it he was did. Much, yeah. It was appreciated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that is our number three thing about Gen Con is making those single serving friends who we will hopefully not forget <laughs> anytime soon. <laughs> well, now they've been immortalized. Yes, in, this is the reason in, for the podcast, right here. Yeah. Yeah. Our, exactly. Yeah. What's number two, Jason? Uh, number two is the inclusivity. Um, Gen Con is great uh, for a lot of reasons, but one of the most, um, I think, important ones for me anyway as a, as a LGBTQ person um, is that um, it's really a very freeing kind of experience. Uh, there's a lot of queer support specifically. Uh, you know, there's people walking around with with gay gamer tags, G A Y M E R, or ally tags, or people that are trans friendly, or you know, just sort of generally queer friendly, or whatever. Um, and that's great, especially for me as somebody who looks for that. But uh, as Kyle and I were talking about, like it's not just about that. That's an aspect of a larger piece of Gen Con, which is that you know there's really no no need for any kind of uh, personal artifice when you go there. It's yeah. you can be whoever you want to be. Yeah. There's furries there. There's people with like, you know, physical disabilities there people with, you know, um, other types of disabilities that you, you might see like, you know, and, and everybody's there being themselves without fear of judgment. Everybody's, you know, mixing and mingling with people of, you know, other interests, people, people, 
you know, uh, of other groups. And I never saw, I've never seen an example of anybody really being, you know, teased or pushed out of a group or anything like that. Um, and, and I feel like it's just this big, beautiful place where you can go and enjoy this hobby with a bunch of other people who enjoy it, no matter who they are, no matter, you know, what kind of people they are, no matter what kind of interests they have. And, and I just never really feel like there's that big of a, you know, inclusive sort of festival or, you know, just place in general, as much as I do with Gen Con. Yeah, I mean, it's just such a wonderful experience to be able to go and be completely nerdy. Yeah. And not fear that you are going to be like considered weird or or like unpopular yeah. or whatever and often the opposite you know you're, you're going to run across somebody who appreciates the thing about you that is weird or different or whatever you know um, yeah, absolutely yeah so you know I, like I, I think i told the story from a couple years ago when i was wearing a venture brothers t-shirt and some girl stopped me in the street and it was like dude and you know like we bonded over the venture brothers for you know like a few minutes out there in the street um yeah <laughs> and, yeah. and that's the sort of thing that can happen there and it's, it's just so cool you know i keep thinking about it like uh if you you know went to the cafeteria at lunchtime when you were in middle school or something and you were like the nerdy kid that mm-hmm. like nobody wanted to sit with mm-hmm. and gen con is like the complete opposite like you're the nerdy kid and the cafeteria is full of kids just like you yes <laughs> absolutely okay number one the number one thing about gen con for jason and i for the limited playtime podcast is time with friends yes okay yeah (laughs) it's it's getting together with our best friends you know the people not just the single serving friends but the people that we want to see more than anybody and play these games with and having a a reason to bring us all together in one place and and play games for three or four days in a row and hang out 24 7 for three days uh you know three four days in a row uh it's it's that you know it's it's the hanging out with Jason, hanging out with Phil, hanging out with the people that come over on Sunday for our TI four day, uh, TI four day. Yeah, I mean it was a whole day. Yeah, it was a double it's, day. Yeah, it's the hanging out with the people that are the closest to us, um, that are our real close gaming friends or just our close friends. Um, that's the thing that's the best about Gen Con is having a reason that pulls everybody together. Now that we're all busy adults living in separate parts of the country, doing separate things with our separate lives, you know, most of the time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's an excuse to play games, certainly, but also an excuse to get to see Kyle, who I only see probably twice a year, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We could probably make that better. But yeah, so far, it's been sort of like uh, twice a year or so. Um, but yeah, you know, like the, the the con is definitely gaming focused, but there's so many moments around the gaming where we're having a blast just hanging out and joking around and, you know, grabbing a meal together or hanging out on a bench talking about something, you know, like driving the car together, listening to music. Um, it just creates a real good set of days where we get to hang out and have a real good bonding time for, for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. Um, definitely for me, the number one without question. Oh yeah. I, I knew this was going to be my number one before we even talked about having a list. Cause it's something that I always think about being my number one thing uh, about yeah. Gen Con. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I never really knew what that expression was for until like the other day. okay well that's our top 10 joys of gen con that is our 20th episode we'll be doing another top 10 on 10 in 10 episodes but next time we're going to be talking about western legends (laughs) this is a new sandbox style western game that i picked up at the convention that was recently released by colossal games uh and jason and i got a full game in uh so we're gonna be on very limited playtime on this review or whatever you want to call it 
um, rundown. Um, but that's what we're going to be talking about in one week next Sunday. Actually, it'll be less than a week because this episode's going up very late. Yeah, so just in several late. days, you guys are going to be treated <laughs> with another episode of Limited Playtime going over Western Legends, a game that I was fairly excited for and managed to snag a copy of. Jason, if they want to get a hold of us between now and then, where would they go? Well, if they want to get in contact with us, uh, they can reach us at the email. It's lptthepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Uh, they can tweet us at Limited Playtime, or they can go to the website, uh, limitedplaytime.com, which will reroute you to theamazer.com, which is where we are currently hosted. Awesome. Hey, if anybody out here was inspired by this list and wants to join us Gen Con 2019, shoot us a line at one of those places because we'd love to start talking about it. I think the moment I start thinking about Gen Con is the moment Gen Con ends. So <laughs> I'm ready to start making plans. Yeah, totally. Awesome. We'd All love right. to see some of you guys there. We would. We would. We'd love to have like a get together. That would be great. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. We will see you in several days. <laughs> <laughs> Later. All right. Bye. Bye.